in a world where anyone can have a podcast. Peter Von Panda is one of them. Rants are taken to a whole new level. This is the Peter Von Panda Podcast. A giant waste of time. What's happening, Panda Nation? Peter Von Panda here. Hey, I've been doing a lot of flying this year, and I want to talk about airline boarding passes. I know that they are often mocked. Key and Peel had an awesome sketch where they talked about airline boarding processes. I loved it. They said, like, and any uh, babies in military uniform are now uh, allowed to board. It was awesome. You should go check out that sketch if you can. If you have access to the YouTube. I do. I have a YouTube channel. It's YouTube.com slash Peter Von Panda. And again, thanks to today's sponsor, My Money. Without my own money, this podcast would not be possible. Uh, thanks to My Money for continuing to help make this podcast happen. Anyway, listen. Airline boarding processes are screwed up, and I am sure airlines have some wonderfully smart people that work on making sure that these boarding processes are optimal, but I've been doing a lot of thinking about this because I've noticed that there are boarding groups like one through six, and that's not even talking about the pre-boarding people with disabilities, people with traveling small children, military uniform, um, alliance club, elite gold club, you know, presidential Skull and Bones, Secret Society members, and all that jazz. I'm just talking about getting on the plane in the right way. And what frustrated me most about kind of my last flight is I'm in the last boarding group. I had to book a flight kind of last minute, and no surprise that I got into the last boarding group. But I'm in the last boarding group, and I'm going to my uh, seat, which is pretty far in the back, row 26 or something like that. And I get there, and there's someone sitting in the aisle in the center seat, and I have the window seat. And I thought to myself, why? Why would they do that? Why would they have me have to ask these guys to get out so that I can get into my seat? It slows everything down. All the people behind me have to, to stop. You know, it's just, it's just ridiculous. So why aren't boarding processes back to front? Start with putting people in the back or put them in whatever the furthest distance from the jetway is, right? Because you want to, you know, is I know some of the bigger planes like the 777s and stuff like that, they kind of board in the middle. So you want to board in the front and the back, you know, but you board the furthest so that you're putting people down the aisle as quickly as possible, right? And then also board first the people that are on the outside of the plane inward right window seats uh or the center seat if you're like a three by three by three so or a three by four by three so um the people that sit in those middle seats so that you have as few people having people remove themselves from their seats so that you can get in as possible now here's the problem so let's say boarding group six is everyone in a window seat in the last five rows or ten rows i don't know uh boarding group five is everyone in the middle seats in the last ten rows boarding group uh four is everyone in the aisle seats in the last ten rows three is uh window seats in the middle ten rows and so on and so forth uh, you know something like that now i get some people have bought tickets together and they're in the same boarding group right so they might be the aisle and the window seat whatever you know sounds good now, here's what I think is one of the big hangups. So I, if we're all on board with that, kind of um, based on where you're sitting, kind of the method that gets people in the seats with the least amount of disruption, what I think the problem is, is it favors uh, 
people in those seats to getting that overhead bin space, that that sweet, sweet, desirable overhead bin. And I think what airlines are saying is that, listen, we know that a lot of people bring on carry-ons of various sizes, and what invariably happens is the people that board last sometimes have to, what we call, gate-check their bag because there's just no more overhead space. And so we can't have that. We can't have the people in, you know, you know, the front rows who have maybe paid for economy plus, you know, the $20 extra seat to have to gate check their bag. So what I like, though, is that people are paying and I wish more airlines would do a la carte charges. So here's what I think. So, you know, I, I kind of noticed this on Frontier Air. You can check out my review on that. Um, and then I flew Sun Country Airlines, and I think they did the same thing. That no matter where you sat, there was some sort of charge. It was as low as $2 up to like $9 for just regular economy seating. And then I think you had to pay $22 or $24 to get a couple extra inches of legroom. And then, you know, $30 for four inches of extra legroom. And so what I like about that is that you can control those prices, I think, to help um, accommodate you know, uh, basically where people sit and how much carry-on luggage they would have, right? So what I could do is just create the, you know, the middle seats that are still economy seats, kind of in the middle of the airplane, and I could put a higher price tag on them. And that way, or I could actually put a higher price tag on the ones in the back. So maybe I'm boarding first and I've paid an extra 10 bucks. Uh, but thus, I get the overhead bin space, right? The other thing that you can do is, as I was mentioning, is the a la carte pricing, like Spirit does, charge people for the overheads. And what I love about that is now you can kind of control exactly how many bags you want based on the price. And you can probably have some really smart uh, real-time pricing go on so that you get exactly the amount of bags and the people prepaying. Uh, and, and you can also kind of stop selling overhead bin space once, you, you know, all the, the bags have been sold. And that gives you the incentive to book early, you know. So I think there's some ways to control it, you know, with with kind of more dynamic seat pricing. But I think what I'm getting at is that it all has to come down to you have to board more intelligently. Uh, it just is really, really... Um, it's really tough to board in coach. You're, you're just standing holding your bags for the longest time, and it's really a pain. And in fact, in, in, in some ways, and I get it, and I've flown, flown first class plenty of times, and they want them on the plane early so they can take some drink orders so that once everyone's boarded, you can have your drink right away. Um, but boarding even the first class passengers, not a huge thing, but once you've got them in their seats, you've got all those people walking by them, you're kind of knocking around. It's I don't think it's really a good experience when I've been in first class to have all the people coming in after, after me. I'd almost rather board last in some cases, but I just think we're um, kind of in this place where it's just ingrained that we do things a certain way. Now, if you work at an airline, or if you have, or if you have any inside knowledge of how the boarding process works specifically, I would love to know that. I would love to know if there is some real deep logic, some really data-backed processes in place to handle boarding as expeditiously as possible. Because from a layman's perspective, and from a frequent traveler's perspective, I don't really see it. I see a little, for sure, but I really don't see any elegant 
um, I don't know, methodology and intention behind the boarding process. That's it. That's my rant for today. Peter Von Panda, out. This is the Peter Von Panda Podcast. A giant waste of time.